0: This is the Fathom Family Podcast, normally hosted by Pastor Kyle and Taryn Nelson. But for this third season, we get to welcome NextGen Director David Napier as our host for a four-part Parent Real Talk series. Wherever you find yourself in your parenting journey, we hope this is going to give you just a few minutes to take a deep breath, get encouraged, and hopefully you'll be able to use these chats as a starting point for conversations with some other parents you know. Life and parenting is so much better in community. We're so happy that you're part of the Fathom family. Welcome back to the Fathom family podcast for part four of our Parent Real Talk series. Uh, we're so glad that you've joined us for this. And if you haven't listened yet to part one, two, and three, I just want to encourage you to go back and listen to those. Part one, um, we talk a little bit about an overview of the whole series and really that this is, um, this is a chance for you to get to take a deep breath and realize that you don't have to be a perfect perfect parent, Uh, but you can be good enough for your kid and just pointing them towards Christ. Uh, In part two, we talk about how all of this comes from our trust in God, and that whether you're achievement-focused or comfort-focused, really all of those are just parent perfectionisms, and we need to get rid of those and just realize that God is where we need to put all of our trust. Um, And then in part three, we talk about self-care. This is one that is sometimes hard for us to hear. There's an illustration of us of, a, of an airplane and how if the oxygen mask falls, we have to first put it on ourselves before we put it on the person next to us. And in the same way, as parents, we have to do that with our children. We need to first care for ourselves so that we have the ability to care for our child. Um, and, and for this session, I just want to start off by talking about adventure. I mean, everybody loves adventure, um, and, and especially stories of adventure. I absolutely love stories. It's something I've always um, just Anytime someone has a story to tell, I want to hear that story, and especially ones about adventure. If you're ever scrolling through um, Netflix or whatever platform of the one million that we have now uh, where you watch movies and shows, there's always those those docu-series on adventure, and usually they're like Alaska, the wild frontier. Um, Come watch these mountain people try to live uh, in these brutal conditions, and you probably ask yourself, who in the world watches these? Uh, I watch those. <laughs> I love stories of adventure. And uh, I might be a Florida uh, boy, if you will, um, but I have a love for the mountains. Um, I feel like I was probably meant to be born in the mountains, but somehow ended up in the swamps of Florida. Um, and and for that reason, anytime I have an opportunity to take a, tri- a trip to the mountains, that's something I want to do. And a couple years ago, uh, my wife Sophia and I uh, took a trip up to the Smoky Mountains in Gatlinburg. And when we're there, the whole time, I'm like, okay, we got to go hiking when we're here. We need to have uh, some kind of of adventure while we're here. We just need to strap on our tennis shoes, because we're from Florida, uh, and take a trip up a mountain. And so we decided, I convinced her that, hey, yeah, she's going to go hiking with me. We're going to climb up this mountain. It's only five miles. It's not that far. It's not going to be that big a deal. We'll be able to do it and no problem. We can even go do some other things uh, later that afternoon. So I finally convinced her. We look at the weather the day we're going to go, and it's showing... A few rainstorms, but it doesn't look like anything that's going to take the entire day because, again, we're from Florida, and so it might be raining in your front yard and not in your backyard. Well, uh, the mountains aren't quite the same way, and even just a little bit of rain can feel like uh, a monsoon once you get onto a trail. So we get out uh, to the trail we're going to hike, and we start off, and it's good for a little bit, and then all of a sudden, like, it starts to rain. Well, what happens on a mountain when it starts to rain? Well, all the rain starts gathering on the trail and making its way onto your feet. And uh, I look at Sophia and just tell her, hey, it's going to be worth it when we get to the top. Like, it's going to be worth it. I know it's going to be worth it. Uh, you're going to love it. You're going to be so excited that we're here. This is just a little bit of rain and it's going to be fine. And I told her how she was supposed to feel about this, uh, which is something you don't always want to do. Um, so we continue walking and hiking up this mountain. We begin slipping and sliding because, again, we're in tennis shoes, not in hiking shoes. And I look over at her, and she's just miserable, soaking wet and cold and just hating every minute of it. And so, again, I tell her, it's going to be great. We're going to get to the top, and, uh, and, and we're going to have a great time. You're going to be so glad we got there. Well, at the top was these two waterfalls that we wanted to make it to. And so we keep walking up and walking up and walking up, taking three times as long as we expect it to be, and we finally make it to the waterfall. And it was a total letdown. It was just a little stream coming through, and we thought we made it. And then we hear some people behind us say, uh, oh, this isn't the real waterfall. It's actually another mile up. And I look at Sophia and I'm like, well, we've made it this far. I'm sure you're going to love it when we get to the top. Well, of course, uh, I convinced her and and we walked all the way to the top. And um, we got to the top and yeah, it was glorious. It was an amazing waterfall. So excited to be there. Um, But the reality is it was very difficult to actually get there. And when I talk about it Uh, with her now, it's nothing but a negative memory, because she had to climb up in the rain, slipping and sliding all over the place, although I'm the only one who ever ended up on his butt, Um, but it it was a memory that we'll always have, but it's easy for me to tell her how it was going to be. This whole time I was planning it, I had this idea in my mind of what this was going to be like hiking this trail, and none of it turned out how I thought it would. Her emotions during it didn't turn out how I thought it would. The experience didn't turn out how I thought it would. And we looked back at it, and I still loved the experience, but she did not. A lot of times we do this as parents. Our children are going to live a life that is a mountain. (laughs) The whole, from birth till they leave this world, their life is going to be a journey up a mountain a mountain of their dreams. And sometimes as parents, we have uh, we make the mistake of telling them what their life is going to be like. We have this ideas that we've made up in our mind when we're dreaming about our child and we're dreaming about the next stages of their life that this is how it's going to go for them. You're going to do this, this, and this, and then you'll get there. Well, the reality is we are very, distinct, individual people, and God has written on our life a specific story for it. And it's very easy for us to try to write over God's handwriting, for us to fill out that life story with our own words. But that's not what we're called to do as parents. This goes back to trust again. We're supposed to trust God to write their stories. We're supposed to trust that the words he has while they might not always seem perfect to us, they are perfect because they come from God. And so what happens is our child begins to slip and fall, and that wasn't supposed to happen. We didn't, we didn't think that was going to happen. We didn't plan for that to happen, and so we either attack God, ourselves, or our children. We begin to see that Oh man, I messed up because this happened in their life and it wasn't supposed to happen this way. I said it wouldn't happen this way, and it begins to put us in a bind when it comes to our relationship with our child and with God. Sometimes it means that our children make different decisions than we would make, and different. Um, they have different aspirations than we want for them, and so we feel like they're doing something wrong because of it. And the truth is that they're not. If they're following Christ, they're still making the right decisions. So, how do we get out of that mindset? How is that something that we begin to put aside and begin to develop more and more trust in, in who God's called them to be and the specific people that God wants them to be? I think we first need to read them. We need to get to know our child. We need to get to know what interests them, what gets them excited. When they wake up in the morning, what's the things that they want to do and think about? Begin to really understand who they are and who God is creating them to be. And then once we start to see those patterns and see those things, we need to name them for our children. We need to speak the truth of Christ over them. Now, this is, a, this is one that can be kind of scary because sometimes we can, if we're not focused on our relationship with God and their relationship with God, it's easy for us to name the wrong things, And so this can actually be, we have to be very careful and intentional and prayerfully name things, because really this is something that can, if we're not careful, can mess our children up for a long time. And I don't like using that term, mess our children up, but the reality is we could harm them uh, for a long time if we're not doing that prayerfully. And then we need to draw them out. We need to talk to them and hear their dreams, give them opportunities to, to really Speak to us about what they're passionate about. Speak to us about the things that um, they feel like God has put on their hearts and always wrap it around to God. Wrap it around to the things God wants to do in their lives. Draw them out. Help them realize the things God is putting there for them. And then we need to encourage them. Words can cut deep, but they can also build up. And so uh, we need to, and and this is not something that comes natural for me. I'm not naturally an an encourager, but... um, but we need to do that. We need to encourage them and give them um, reassurance because we all need to be told we're doing a good job. Every human being needs to know that the people that care about them think that they're doing a good job or think that they have the ability to do something that they're passionate about um, if, they are, if they do have that ability. And so we need to be able to encourage them. And then the hardest part of all, we need to release them. Release them. <laughs> that is such a hard thing For us to do as parents. Our children are going to grow up. They are. (laughs) And we might not want to uh, think about that when our child is six or seven or when our child is even a teenager at 13 or 14. But um, our our children are going to grow up and and live a life of of their own at some point. And we need to prepare them for that. But then we also need to release them to do those things that God has called them to do. It's kind of a gut check because we're like, All right, so all of these things I've done for my children, at the end of the day, no matter what, they're their own person. (laughs) And at some point, they're going to be on their own. And so the reality is they're going to slip and fall down that mountain. They're going to slip and fall and bump their head. Um, They're going to slip and fall and and hurt themselves. And sometimes the world's going to hurt. Sometimes it's going to rain. And uh, they're going to get mud in their face. And they're going to... Um, experience the problems that the world brings to them, whether it's emotional, physical, um, and there's nothing we can do about it. But we have to have trust that, that God's there with them, that we've raised them up in the way that um, God has asked us to do, and, and our child's going to be okay. And the reality is, too, that if we don't release them, we're not giving them the best for, the, for, for their lives. God wants to do things with your child. God, God wants them to, um, to serve him. And if we never let them be their own person and release them into that, they're never going to have the opportunity to, to serve Christ the way God uh, wants them to. Um, I, I believe that all of our children have the ability to live lives sold out for Christ. And in order to do so, we have to release them to do it. Um, they have a mission just like we all do of spreading the gospel into the world. And, um, and it, it's easy for us to think that uh, we just have to kind of put them behind our shoulder for their entire life, but hey, if you start seeing opportunities to release your child um, even while they 're still living in your house, find those opportunities, give them opportunities to serve their community and and to and to serve christ in, in whatever way that they have um, they 're not humans when they turn eighteen they 're humans now, <laughs> individual humans now, and so give them that opportunity now when when there 's places, find them where they can they can serve God and they can be leaders. Um, even if it 's a smaller community it doesn 't have to be the community of the city or the community of the neighborhood, but maybe there 's a community of peers around them that they can be released to to serve in and so um, I just want to encourage you all that this is uh, This is a lot to really to, to wrap our mind around um, this parent real talk and all these sessions and this idea that hey i don 't have to be perfect and god i got to trust in God, and it 's easy to just say these words and expect to change like I'm gonna read. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch all this. Uh, I'm gonna listen to to all these talks, and I'm gonna read this book. And everything's gonna be different as I'm a parent. But three. That's not what's gonna happen. <laughs> um, we're gonna take nuggets from this, and and we're gonna hope that they change our lives, and we, we're gonna hope and pray that they change your lives. And but we need to have people around us to give us support. So if you're somebody, especially especially my single parents out there, if you're somebody who doesn't have a support system, try to find a support system. It can be. Um, it can be, maybe it's your parents, maybe it's friends, maybe it's um, another couple. It's okay, like, you're, you're in a spot that might be more difficult, and that's okay, but find a support system, and we have support systems and groups here at, at Fathom that can really help you out and begin to process some of this stuff. If you're a, if you're a, um, if you're a married parent, um, I just want to encourage you to talk to your spouse about these things dive into the conversations in this book. Get the book and, and, and read through it together. Um, I've got a copy of it here if you're wanting to know what that looks like. Uh, it's Parenting with Heart. Um, it's written by Stephen James and Chip Dodd, um, and it uh, says, How Imperfect Parents Can Raise Resilient, Loving, and Wise-Hearted Kids. Get yourself a copy of the book. Read through it. Uh, it's going to have more and more detail on some of the things we've talked about, um, and it's really going to help uh, your marriage, um, and it's going to help you as a parent, Begin to really process some of these things and start the conversation. The conversation doesn't end now. Uh, we hope that it continues with you and your household, with your support system, and uh, we just are going to continue to pray for all the parents um, that are part of this. That hey, you don't have to be a perfect parent, but you can be good enough following Christ. You need to trust in Christ. You need to have self care, um, and then this final challenge um, to uh, raise your children as individual people as people that have distinct purposes for Christ. And if we can begin to do that, I think we're on the right track um, to being parents that are fully in tune with their children, fully in tune with themselves, um, and fully in tune uh, with who God is and what God is doing through us as parents and through our children. Thank you for joining us uh, in this series. Um, Continue to tune in to the Fathom Family Podcast as we will have ton of helpful material for you, um, re- released, uh, throughout time. And so, um, we're, we're going to continue to pray for you and hope, uh, the best for you as a parent and, uh, have a great one.